Today's scripture reading is from the book of Daniel, the first chapter, the 18th through the 21st verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you are able, please stand for the reading. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. That's my urban vernacular. Shoe, right? That means you. I don't know about you, but uh, God has done some things in my life. I don't know about you, but God has done some things in my life. And so I believe that somebody in here, and it might just be me, is going to receive a breakthrough. Um. Pastor asked me last Thursday to preach this week, and I said, Pastor, you know, come on now, you usually give me at least, you know, a month, couple months, you know, you'll be fine. Y'all know that's his line, you'll be fine. Will I? As I started thinking about everything I had going on, and then I remembered how awesome God is. And then God had to tell me, he said, Nate, remember, it's not about you. It's not about you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You can't deliver the word. You got too much in your plate, but guess what? My burden is easy. My yoke is light. God is so good. God is so good. Um, you know, I just want to, uh, we just have such an awesome, awesome, awesome and amazing pastor who uh, intentionally invests into each and every one of us uh, as a godly man should because he understands that our time here is temporary. And so I value and appreciate that, and I thank him for allowing me the opportunity, the privilege to be able to speak before you today. Uh, but I thank God even more for bringing me through and allowing me to make it to this point. And so today, our, 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 our uh, subject matter, uh, our title, uh, will be Knowledge Versus Wisdom. Knowledge Versus Wisdom. Woo, like I said, uh, this might just be, I might just be preaching to myself today. And I want y'all just to kind of follow along as I go through this journey, uh, knowledge versus wisdom. Uh, but before we do that, just a quick recap. Uh, last week, I listened to the podcast. I was unable to be here, but um, God, uh, God was speaking through pastor, and there's some things that he wanted to reiterate to us as we go into this book of Daniel. Into this book of Daniel, he talked about that God's, we want to look at God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness. Even that right there, just God's faithfulness, as you look back over your life, where you were unfaithful, where you were unfaithful, like me. Again, I'm, I, follow me as I go on this journey. When I, where, when I was unfaithful to God, he was still faithful to me. I was unfaithful to God, intentionally unfaithful to God. I don't want to do what you want me to do. I'm going to do me. And God says, I'm still going to be faithful to you. Uh, God's judgment, whoo, if it wasn't for Jesus, God's judgment, uh, because he's righteous, and his judgment is just. So God's judgment, uh, God's caring nature, 
Anybody in here, God just care, you know he, that he cares for you? And sometimes he'll just put somebody in your life to say, God bless you. When you just need to hear that somebody is looking out for you. God's care, caring nature. Then <laughs> I don't know about you, but if you've ever been delivered, <laughs> have you ever been delivered? I mean, you know, you, you, you got yourself into a situation. God didn't put you there. You put yourself in a situation and God delivered you. I, I've been there. I, I, I continue to be there. But God delivers. God's deliverance, nature, oh my God, God, God's deliverance. Uh, and then he talked about how are we supposed to live in Babylon slash Sacramento, right? <laughs> How are we supposed to live in Sacramento? How are we supposed to live in Sacramento? And again, as I was listening to this sermon, I'm just like, you just going to hit me like that, Pastor? you just going to convict? Because, you know, I've been going through some things in my life. Um, and I see that no matter what, God uh, has a style or expectation of how we're supposed to live. Doesn't matter about how you feel, but he has, he has set a standard for us as believers of how we're supposed to live. Uh, regardless if we're here in Sacramento or if we are in Texas, God has called his believers, his children, to live a certain way. Uh, and what I got from that, because we were talking about Daniel who rejected the king's meat, rejected the wine, and it wasn't like it was maybe a super bad thing that he did that. Because there were probably other people who said, ooh, fried chicken. <laughs> little wing stop. Yeah, I know I got to insert a little wing stop in my sermon. Uh, and and, and they, part, they, took, they partook, right? They, there were some people who ate the king's meat, believers who ate the king's meat, who drank that wine, that sparkling red wine, which the Bible also warns us about because it says that it sparkles, right? It looks good and shiny, but in the end bites like a viper. And as you drink, you will say, they hit me, but though I don't feel it. Anybody? Oh, amen. <laughs> so a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. So when I thought about um, Daniel and him rejecting to eat the king's meat and drink of his wine, he said, I, I don't want to be defiled. Right? And this is the thing. There were probably other believers who were like, I don't know about you, Daniel, but I'm about to have me some of the king's meat. Right? insert myself. I'd have been like, you sure, Daniel? Look kind of good. It's free. Now I'm good because I don't want to defile myself. And so what that made me think about is that our journey, our journey as believers is as much as it's collective, it's also individual. And so Daniel took a stand and said, "I, I, because of the relationship that I have with God, I'm going to reject the king's meat. And his wine. And I'm going to trust that God is going to still allow me to be fit, right? And able to, to, to walk on my own and talk on my own. I don't need the king's meat. So that really made me think, like, wow. It gave, I thought about this illustration of, and some of you may have, you may be that person or the other person in this scenario. So you have a person who shows up to work and you as that, that believer, right? And they show up and they're working hard right? Regardless of what everybody else is doing, they're working extremely hard, and then you got the people like, hey, man, slow down. What are you doing? The work going to be here. No need 
to, to work that hard, right? As you as a believer, God has called you, God has blessed you with, you with this job, and so you're working hard, right? Regardless of what everybody else is doing, and they say, just take a chill pill, it's okay. You're not going to get fired. The work going to be there. It was there yesterday. It was there last week, right? Pace yourself. And if we're not careful, as believers, we come in, yes, because God, and the Bible says work is in, as if you're working for the Lord, and so you grinding and putting in extra hours because you want God to get the glory. But then the people around you like, hey, just, just calm down, simmer down a little bit. You ain't got to teach that hard. It's going to be more kids next year, Josh. You got more kids, they're going to keep coming. Keep get, you're going to kill yourself. So just slow down. And we find ourselves compromising. A little yeast works through the whole batch. So I think that what happened for Daniel, he was like, hey, if I start off partaking a little bit, a little bit, my, my, one of my favorite artists, uh, he's a theologian too, he got a song called Just a Little Bit. 50 Cent, yeah. Uh, y'all didn't know, he's a theologian. Uh, he got a song called Just a Little Bit. All I need is just a little bit. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right? Just a little bit. It's funny how that little bit always turns into a lot. A lot more. Well, I just needed a little bit, but now that I'm here, let me get a little bit more. Right? Reminds me of the story uh, my mom told me, she, uh, so this doesn't go to sleep. Uh, she, was in, she grew up in San Francisco, and she said she would go out to the, oh, we got some people from the Bay, hey, okay, don't get, don't get me started, okay, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so uh, she said as they would go out to the beach, they would stand in the beach, and she said she would just be standing there, and the current was so strong, but it was also so subtle. The, strong, the current was so strong and subtle, she would stand there, and as she would just stand there, over time, the water would just continue to rise. And so I was like, Mom, what? That's crazy. I said, man, that's how, that's like sin. And she looked at me like, what? I said, think about it. Sin is so subtle, but it's so strong, right? But, but just a little bit, right? You out there just standing in a little bit of water. Next thing you know, you look back, how did I get out here? And if you like me, knees only. Knees, we not, uh-uh, what is that? Uh-uh, I'm not, I can't see, can't see my feet, no. You're not going no further than that. Give me a life jacket. You got a life? We on the beach. No, give me a life jacket. We're not playing. So a little yeast works through the whole dough. So when you think about just a little bit, you know, the yeast is what makes the bread rise up, right? So like sin, just a little bit can rise up in your life. A little bit of sin can rise up in your life. A little sin can equal a whole lot of trouble. I remember playing with a little bit of sin and like, boom, oh, wait a minute. I, I just, it was, oh my God, somebody help me. Why was you playing with that little bit of sin? So Daniel says, no, I'm going to reject the king's meat because I know that a little bit of yeast works through the whole batch. Um, the world would try and change your name. The world would try and change your name. Freaky. Ooh, what? We going straight there. Nat, freaky. Are you that, that freak? Are you that what? Angry disrespectful, right? The world would try to label you a different name. And pastor said, to which name do you respond? Right, 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 right. To what name do you respond? 
And so, and what's so crazy, I thought about Daniel, right? Think about him being with all these other believers and him standing up and saying, I'm going to do what's right. Then the pastor said the, the uh, walk could be a lonely stroll, right? Doing the right thing could be a lonely stroll. Even when you're in the midst of believers. <laughs> I was like, that really, st- I remember being with other believers, like I hang out with other believers, right? And I was like, no, nah, we should do this. They like, Nah, I think we should do this. I'm like, but that, but the words say, we know what the words say. We know what the words say, Nate. But, you know, Nathan say, I say, right? So when you start thinking about that, a little bit of sin in your lives can cause a whole lot of trouble. And so we have to be, we have to, we understand that within the text, pastor broke down their names and how, what their names were, right? And then what, the king changed their names too because he wanted to break them down, to strip them of their culture, of their heritage. And like us as believers, as Christians, right, Christ followers, the world can begin to break us down of our godly attributes. Doing the right thing can be a lonely stroll, and it's all about relationship. It's all about relationship. See, Daniel understood that his, right, his, his choices, it, the, the result was my relationship with God. God has called me to live a certain way. And so when we understand that, it changes how we behave. And so even me, Pastor Nate, I have to remember the world don't get you. It doesn't make sense to them because you are not of the world. So when you're talking to unbelievers, it doesn't make sense. Why are you rejecting the king's meat? Insert what that may be. Whatever sin you would like it to be. Nate, why are you not partaking? Well, because like God, so what? I love God too. What? So we have to understand that it's a very, uh, this is an individual walk as well. So as we're going through the text and we're, and we're learning and we're growing and God, Daniel's making a bold stand and the Hebrew boys are making a bold stand saying, we're going to depend on God. We're going to depend on God. And that can be a challenge. It can get lonely, right? It can get very, very lonely. And so as we look into the text today, and again, our, our, our title today is Knowledge Versus Wisdom. Knowledge Versus Wisdom. And so the first, in verse 18, it says, At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. So what I wanted to also highlight was, and I asked the question to everybody, and this, this stood out to me, why were the Israelites in captivity? Why were the Israelites even there, right? Disobedience. So that really, that stood out to me. I was like, I always, you know, as a, as a young person, you look at the word, you're like, man, God's people always in trouble. They don't never listen, right? Why God always got his people in jail? They always on lockdown. Like, I don't want to be a Christian because that means I got to be, a, a, be, I'm gonna have to be in bondage. I don't want to do that. And so then as the more I studied, the, the, the more mature I got in the faith, I realized that it wasn't just, because God put them there, it was because of their actions. So I was like, oh. So then what I did was I took that, right, and, and, and applied it to my life. Well, Nathan, why are you in bondage? Ooh. 
Oh, now I see, oh, because of my disobedience. Why am I facing some of the challenges that I'm facing? Because of your disobedience. Because you're trying to do it your way. Oh, so that's so, when we look at the text, right, it's like, man, they got, they're doing the right thing, and, and, and now they're in front of the king, but because of this disobedience, they were in captivity. Because they were disobedient. So in your life, in my life, what disobedience has caused us to be in bondage? Because we know that sin equals bondage. It's a fact. It may not seem like it, because, and I'm going to tell y'all real, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I don't know if y'all know, sin feels good. <laughs> right? so, sin feels good. See, as a kid, I thought like, oh, no, don't sin because, oh, it's bad. It's, oh, not disgusting. And no, no, sin feels good. That's why the world is stuck in it, right? And can't get out because it's, uh, it, it feels good. But it's temporary. And it's never satisfied. So when we think about that, we have to understand that God, and for me, because if you're, any, again, anything like me, I'm like, oh, see, God just don't want us to have fun. God don't want us to enjoy life. No, he just wants what's best for you. Well, I think that's what's best for me, just a little bit, <laughs> whatever that may be, right? That's what I think is best for me, but God sees the end result of my temporary best. He says, all you see right now is this excitement and joy right here, but in the end, you're going to be in captivity. You're not going to be able to shake this thing. One of my favorite quotes says that the chains of habit are oftentimes too small to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. The chains of habit are oftentimes too small to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. So as I look into my life, and I look at some of the habits, bad habits in my life. Why can't I shake this thing? Why can't I let it go? Because over time, I couldn't feel them. I'll be able to put this down when I'm done with it. I'll be able to stop doing this when, when I feel like I'm ready. You want to know when you're addicted to something? Try stopping. I can stop social media anytime I want to. Go ahead and see if you don't just naturally go to your right, to your app. You, you're supposed to be checking an email and you go straight to your Facebook. Oh, my, I forgot I was, uh-uh. I forgot I was supposed to check this email. Did you send the email yet? Oh, oh, I forgot I'm over here sitting there. Hey, taking this. You want to see if you're addicted to something, try stopping. How do I know? Because I've tried. I'm like, man, I got this, right? I'm going to quit this. No, no problem. As soon as I try, then it feels it's so strong. Like, whoop, now I'm having, I'm rehabbing, relapsing. I'm, it's an issue because you are addicted. And Christ came to break you free. And he gave us a way to live because he understands that his way is the best way. But we have that conflict because we have the flesh and the spirit in conflict. And the Bible says they're in conflict with one another. Tug of war. No, do this. No, do that. Right? The, the devil and the angel. Go left. No, go right. And so you're constantly wrestling. And so Daniel said, you know what? I'm going to stand up. Through the, through the power of God. Through the power of God. Don't get it twisted. It wasn't just Daniel. 
It was the Spirit of God that allowed him to be able to do this. So as we look at this text, verse 18, so now the time, and, and, and this is what's so crazy, as I was like, okay, now, at the end of the time, so now they bring him before, they're about to be presented to King Nebuchadnezzar, and, and I was like, okay, so now next, next, next verse, I want to get to verse 19, because I want to get to the good stuff, and Holy Spirit said, uh-uh, hold on, wait, wait, you, you about to miss it. I was like, miss what? Prepar- write this down, preparation before presentation. Preparation before presentation. Well, what do, you, what do you mean? As I looked into the text, and I wanted to get to the good stuff, I realized that we can actually miss some of our blessings by just go, r- rushing over text. And so, before they were presented to the king, there was some preparation that took place. There were some things that they had to go through before they were presented to the king. Is there anybody in here who likes to hurry up and get to the good part? Anybody in here like me? Right? You got Netflix, you just want to, let's get to the good part. Right? Some of y'all like, oh, food, right? Let's get to the good part. Right? Got your little salad, you're like, okay, uh? (laughs) Now bring me the good part. Right? Give me that entree. Right? Your your favorite song? Right? Oh, somebody said, move the food, give me the sweets. Right? Give me the good part. So even within Scripture, we can find ourselves wanting to fast forward to get, okay, oh God, what happens? Right? Daniel, they, okay, he's about to bring it to Nebuchadnezzar. Now what? Slow, slow down, Nate. You're about to miss something. There was some preparation before their presentation. There were some things that they had to go through, and for like some of us, we want to hurry up and get to the good part, not just with food, but with music, right? How about your life? Lord, take me to the good part. I don't like this part. Take me to the good part. Right? This is me. Told you, I'm, ta- I'm transparent with y'all. Lord, I don't like this part of my life. Take me to the good part where it's all good. Right? Money coming in, I ain't even got to check. I, I'm good. Uh-uh. Preparation before presentation. There's some things I got to do in your life before I get you there. Because if I give you what you desire now, you're going to destroy yourself. I can handle it. God knows better. God knows you. I don't know if y'all, if y'all know, but God created you. So he knows, you know, that thing that nobody else knows? He knows, he knows it. Right? How you tell yourself, this time I'm going to be better. I'm going to get this money, I'm going to do better. Like you said the last time before that last time, <laughs> at that last time, God knows you. He knows you. So we look at the text, it says, before they were brought to the, uh, before, um, looking at the t- verse 18, at the end of the time set, so three years had went by, the king had had them go into a time of studying. They had to, they had to learn, had to study astrology, language, poetry. So all this time, these three years have gone by, they're about to be presented to the king, but before their presentation, there was all this preparation that took place. And so just like the Hebrew boys, in our lives, God is taking you through a journey. Don't, this preparation, you might be in preparation season of your life right now. Don't try to avoid it. Embrace it. It's what's good for you. I had a young lady come up to me yesterday. I spoke out in Fresno, and uh, the girl came up to me after 18, fresh out of high school and college now, going to Fresno State. She said, I want to do what you do. Oh, my goodness. You were so good at it. 
like, I want to be a trainer. I want to speak to people like you do. I said, don't get it twisted. This is 17 years in the making. Right, right, right. 17 years? Yes. I didn't just wake up like, hey, I want to be a speaker and I'm training now. And you, this is what social and emotional learning is about. No, it's 17 years of preparation, of struggle, of failure, of sorrow, right? And so now, 17 years later, I have this platform to speak. So she kind of took a moment, took that in like, oh, okay. <sighs> Don't know if I want to do that, 17 years. <laughs> I said, so I just want you to know, right? I want you to be prepared that what you see right now is not an instant result because we understand we live in that society, right? We want everything right now, right? We live in an instant gratification. I want, it's my money, I want it now. Y'all seen the commercial. It's my money, I want it now. But you understand, God got you on pause because he knows, like, you're not ready for it. You got money right now, you got money right now that you're not using correctly. Come on, I'm preaching to myself. I will give you more, Nate, but you can't even manage what I gave you because, you know, you're a steward. You know, it's not your money. It's, not your money. it's mine. Whew. Verse 19. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. So now, after these three years, right, of preparation, now they get brought in front of the king. And it says that the king was a smart man himself. And so he, they brought him in front, and it says that he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. When I thought about this, I believe it's important to understand that we are royalty. Sometimes we can get it twisted, right? It doesn't say that within this text, and this again, just me using my spiritual imagination, it doesn't say that when they were brought in front of the king like they lost their mind. Oh my God! It's King Nebuchadnezzar! Laugh! King Nebuchadnezzar! It says that they were, in the text it just seemed like they were normal. Brought him in front, and it says that the king was impressed by them. Some of y'all gonna catch that when you're driving home. Like, I'm royalty. <laughs> I got it. I am a queen. I am a king. I am royalty because of what Christ did. Yes, you are royalty. And a lot of times we can get it twisted. We can forget that we are royalty. And Daniel and the Hebrew boys, they understood this. So they were walking in their royalty. Since the day came in front and that uh, he found none equal to them, None equal to them. Question, uh, pa Pastor posed a question to us last week. How are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to live? I believe we see the answer in the text. We are not to believe God is who he says he is. We are supposed to be who God called us to be, whoever he called you to be. Not, to your, not supposed to be your neighbor. A lot of times we want to be somebody else. God said, no, no, Nathan, just be you. But, but look at their look life. It look a little better than mine. Well, if your disobedience, you wasn't so disobedient. So when we think about, so Daniel, the Hebrew boys, were just being who God called them to be. And it says that they were brought in front of the king, and he found none equal to these Hebrew boys. 
He found none equal to the Hebrew boys because they were being who God called them to be. So I always, when I'm out speaking, and I always, there's always a few that are like, Nate, man, oh my God. Man, you, oh, you speak so, oh, I want to do this. It's not me. It's not. You're such a great person. Like, you make me feel so good. It's not me. Let, let's get that very clear. Because if you knew me, like, no, no, no. Like, if you knew me, right? Like, this is me submitting to the Spirit. So y'all see, oh, he's so nice. Look at this. He's got an eye infection. Oh, my gosh. No, no, but, but if you knew me. So we see that Daniel and the Hebrew boys were who they were supposed to be. And because of that, God put favor on them, and king, the king found favor within them. Within the text, we see that. He found none equal to them. They, they found none, and they entered the king's service. So now they're working for the king. And it doesn't say they started flexing. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, see y'all later. I'm going to work with the king. Like some of us, right? All right, well, it's been great here. It's over. I'm moving on up. See y'all losers later. No, it says that they entered the king's service and continued to be who God called them to be. And when I think about this, it's, it's very important to, to note that there's only one person who can stop you in this life. It's you. God has called you. God has put so much gift and talent and, and, and so much greatness in you. But the person who is always telling you you can't, you not, is you. Think about that. I'm speaking from experience. People tell me, Nate, you're so great. You're so amazing. You, you can do this and you can do that. No, I'm not. I don't feel that way. I don't, because I don't spend enough time in the Word, allowing the Word to get into me. See, we can get into the Word, but we got to let the Word get into us. So we can walk with that I am royalty. And it's not to say that I walk around arrogant and cocky, but it's with confidence because I know who I belong to. So I can, I can, I'm able to reject the king's meat, not because I'm too good, but it's because, oh, my relationship with God is that good. And he's going to supply my need. And going back to that text, it says that when, they, when he did that, right, he says they rejected the meat, and the, the guy was nervous, right? He said, like, hey, well, first, no, you're going to eat this king's meat, because if you don't, he's going to have my head. He said, no, 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 it's good. Think about it. They, they have so much confidence in God. No, no, it's good. Just give us grain and water. We're going to be good. And it says that they looked better. They were healthier, right? A little bit more, you know, had a little bit more of this, you know, than everybody else, because of what God they depended on God to bring, be their nourishment. In your life, are you allowing God to nourish you? Or are you nourishing yourself? God, God, I'm telling y'all, in my closet, God be giving me the, ha, I just be, oh, Lord, okay. Straight rope-a-dope. Okay, God, how much more? Because I can't take it. I get it. You great. I'm not. He said, I want you to understand. Look at verse 20. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in, the whole, in his whole kingdom. It says that he found them ten times wiser. In every situation, every subject, he found them ten times better. We think about this. In verse 20, we see that the king is now questioning, right? Because the Bible, as you study, it says that he was a, a learned man. 
He was wise himself, so he starts questioning the Hebrew boys about different subject matter. And everything, and they just fire back. Ha, because God got my back. Uh, it's good. Whatever you ask me, I don't even got to, I'm not even tripping. Whatever, yeah, Australia, yeah, this star, what the stars mean is actually because God was speaking through them. See, it's amazing, and see, this is what happens. When I get into these workshops with uh, people of the world, right, and I'm sitting around, and I'm speaking, people are like, oh my, that's so amazing. And I'm like, what? No, I just said, like, let's simplify this. <laughs> Why? Because that's like, as I look at the word of God, like, God wants us to live a little bit more simple, right? So I take that, and I share that with other people, and they think it's just the best thing ever, right? Oh my, <laughs> that's so, he's so wise, it's actually God. Like, if y'all read the word too, like, you will be on the same level. Like, you know, it's nothing spectacular. But that's what God does. Because he takes the things that are what? Of the, the great things of the world and uses the foolish things, right, to shame the things that are. So that's why us, who we might not be the most learned person, we might not be the most beautiful looking, but God says, oh, this is, this is my baby right here. And doors open for you. And all he says is walk through them. You sure? And again, who stops you? You. You sure? I don't feel worthy. I don't feel like I... God's like, it's not, again, it's not about you. I'm opening up these doors because it's about my glory. People going to know my name because of you. Because of what I'm doing in your life. So in verse 20, it says that they now, after those three years up, they're in front of Nebuchadnezzar, and now they're showing off, right? Through the Spirit of God. Answering all the questions, and it says that he found none. Uh, he was so impressed by them. Even the enchanters, the magicians, right? This was, note this, magicians, enchanters, that's real stuff, right? We see it on Netflix. We watch some of our favorite shows, got magicians and enchanters. That's real stuff. It says it right here in the Bible. But who was better? God. God's people were better. Daniel and the Hebrew boys had to go through preparation before they were presented to the king. What preparation are you going through right now? What preparation are you going through right now? The Hebrew boys humbled themselves and studied. Faith without works is dead. I keep telling you, sometimes we try to do what? Okay, God, I'm going to just show up, and I want you to just, you know, I know I haven't studied or anything, right? I know I didn't, I don't even know what job I'm applying for, but I'm just, I just need you to show up, speak to their heart, right? Faith, I'm going to walk in here, and I'm going to get this job. I'm going to get this job because you're just, because you exist, Right? If you exist, you're going to give me the job. <laughs> now we find ourselves, right, we, and God's like, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> then we get disappointed because, you know, I didn't get the job. God don't exist. I ain't going to church. They said they were praying for me. They ain't praying for me. <laughs> Actually, we, we are praying for you. Praying you be a little bit more wise. Knowledge versus wisdom. Knowledge is being able to have information. Wisdom is being able to apply that information. So when I, when I thought about that, I was like, okay, so the, the, the uh, Hebrew boys, they were knowledgeable about God, just like a lot of us. We know God, but it's the application that we're missing. Nathan, you know what to do in this situation, but you still make an unwise decision because you're walking in your flesh. So there's a lot of knowledgeable people on this planet, but there's not a lot of wise people, right? Who people who apply the word of God to their lives. Daniel and the Hebrew boy said, I'm not just going to, God, my provider, 
I know he's my provider, but I'm going to just eat this meat because, no, no, he said, I'm going to put it to the test. God, Jehovah, my provider, said he will provide for me, so therefore, I'm going to depend on him. And guess what? He showed up. But too often, we're not even giving, chance, uh, 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 giving God a chance to even show up. We just do us. Right? Because, no, I, I ain't got time. Because what, what happens if, if he doesn't? What if God doesn't? Again, who's going to stop you? You. Start all that self-doubt. Doubt is of the devil. He knows the battle's already been won. That's why he don't want you to walk in that confidence. He don't want you to walk in that confidence because he knows that when you do, your whole life's going to change. And not only your life, the people around you. Because they're going to want some. I was watching Space Jam with my daughters. And I don't know if y'all remember, at Space Jam, um, they had the mom stars. Right? The mom stars, they were little, little aliens at first, right? That came to the Looney Tune, like, to Looney Tuneville or Looney Tune, wherever they live, right? So <laughs> they were there, they showed up, and, and they were like, we're here to enslave you. And Bugs Bunny and them were like, ha! <laughs> 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 ha! <laughs> Look at and so they were like, oh, you think it's a joke, right? They had the little, 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 ray, little ray guns. Um, and so then they were like, hey, we need to, we're going to, they said, hey, Bugs Bunny had the great idea. Let's actually, let's play a game of basketball. You here to enslave us? Play us in basketball. So they're like, basketball? Okay, we'll do that. Not knowing what basketball was, they uh, didn't learn, like, oh, okay, we're not going to be able to beat them. So what did they do? They decided to go steal the NBA players' uh, powers. And so they came back, so they stole the powers of the NBA players. They had, um, and so when they got back to Looney Tuneville, because I think that's where we gonna, what we're going to call it, uh, when they got back there, um, they were a lot bigger and stronger. And so it, it, what, they, what happens is they, they play them in the game, and as they're playing, now they, 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 they balling on the Looney Tunes. Ah, ah. They dunking on, they put the little, poor little Tweety, flick little Tweety. <laughs> Slick little Tweety. I'll never forget that. I was just like, oh, my daughter, and she's in love with the movie now, right? And so when I thought about it, I was like, they go through this, all this stuff. And God showed, and, 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 and then they were like, oh, um, man, we, they were so defeated, so defeated. So Bugs Bunny says, he has this great idea, says, Michael, Michael Jordan, how come you didn't tell us about your secret stuff? That's what he named it, secret stuff. And they're like, what? And so he takes the secret, uh, takes a drink, and L Bugs Bunny gets all ripped up. And they're like, Mike, why are you holding out on us? We want some secret stuff. And so they all drink the secret stuff that was really just water. <laughs> right? So they drank, they drank it, right? And then they come back out, and they're giving the monsters the business. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh-uh-uh-uh, dunking on them, everything. And then what happens is they, get, they run out of the, the mentality of the secret stuff mentality. So sometimes, like us, within the word of God, we can run out of the secret stuff of walking in that authority, right? Which is really just the Holy Spirit. Us walking in the authority of God. We can get caught up in, oh, I need to do this. I got to have more money. I got to have a better house. I got to do it. No, 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 no. It's about your preparation. Are you studying? Right? Are you, are you studying? Are you learning the lessons that God is teaching you in the midst of your preparation? Are you taking the lessons? Uh, my shifu is here. Uh, my karate instructor when I grew up, Kempo Karate. And I remember before we would test for a belt, we had to go through some preparation. There were some, there were some things that we had to learn, right? So my shifu, my master, my instructor, 
uh, would take us through, right? And, he, and when we didn't get some things right, there were some consequences. I heard they no longer do this consequence. <laughs> but as a kid, I'm going to tell y'all, it, it really changed my life, right? We, if we messed up, we have to get in horse stands, put our hands behind our back, inhale, exhale, and hi-ya! Ooh, yeah, ooh, yes. That's exactly, that's exactly how I felt. Oh, Lord. But guess what? In all the years of preparation, in all the years of preparation, it prepared me. So when I would be out on the schoolyard, when I'd be out in the schoolyard and somebody trying to test me, oh, you a punk, oh, you this, oh, you that, the discipline, the things that I went through in that preparation. So before my presentation, right, before I had to break back down and to let them know, like, whoop, whoop, like, you know what I'm saying? I still got it, you know, because of that preparation. Let them know, like, I, I don't want to have to, but if you want to. <laughs> and I remember, I would, in, in the, because of the preparation, my presentation was off the hook. It was nice. I, w- I was nice with these right here. I used to, I used to have my friends come over, and I say, y'all, y'all want to fight? <laughs> now look, look, I'm going to make it fair. Y'all take the hands on the little pads, and I take the feet. I, I won't even punch y'all. And we'd be in the living room, and I hit him with one of these, Whoa! like, bam! They're like, they, hey, hold on, what are you doing? But it was the preparation. It was the skill, it was the intentionality behind that that allowed me to be able to, when it was time, I was ready to go. So in our lives, right now, God is putting you through preparation. Even if it's that job, you want another job. Where you currently are, God's preparing you for the next level. You got to be looking for the blessings. So I, I told y'all before, the stuff that I was going through with my job, all the heartache, all the suffer, all the pain, and now, guess what? I can work from home. <laughs> it was the preparation, but I was ready to give up. I was ready to throw in the towel. I'm not taking this no more. I'm not, working, I'm not paying me enough money. And God was just like, I'm trying to teach you a lesson. I'm trying to teach you a lesson. And so now, look at you. You got your, your, your full office back. Right? You, you can, if you need to, you can work from home. Nobody breathing down your neck. Now it's the opposite. I got to find myself. Remember, you got, still got your work to do. Because, <laughs> again, the Hebrew boys, they were working. So a lot of times now we can get comfortable. God elevates us, and we can forget what, what God is trying to do. Right? So now that you got the flexibility, you ain't got nobody breathing down your neck. Is this time to chill now and not work and not give God your best? No, it's continue. Now you should be praising and worshiping and going even harder because you know what he brought you through. So in your lives right now, the preparation before your presentation, we see right here within the text as we come to a close. Now they were, uh, the king was impressed. There was nobody, nobody like these Hebrew boys. Nobody like them. Not because of themselves, not because of their own merit, but because what God was doing in their lives. And it's something about like, when you're just walking in God, like, I want to look at this. Like, when you are walking in God, it says that they were better than all the magicians, all the enchanters. When you're walking in God, you look attractive. Ooh. Ain't it's something about when you're walking with God, the world just sees you. They know it's something about you. Like, they can't pinpoint. They're just like, can I just hang out with you? You're like, why me? You just make me feel like you got this, uh, this aura about you just... 
It's not me. It's God. And so these Hebrew boys had that, right? It says that the, 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 the king was like, man, and he got Daniel who could interpret dreams. They, they, had, they had it. And some of us here today, we, we have it. We have it. And God's waiting for us to walk in it. He's saying, you have it right now. You are that light. You are that salt. Right? We just different, y'all. I want us to understand that as believers, we're just different. We operate different from the world. Think about this right now. I, want you, I, I just thought about this on my, uh, the other day. The world says being salty, right? You salty, oh, that means you got an attitude, right? You upset. But when you think about the Bible, the Bible says if you salty, like you, like you actually preserve, you're a preservative. Like you make, you make things actually last, yeah. right? So I just think about like as the world, we just different. So we can't see that we try to operate like the world and we find out like, why am I not satisfied? Why am I not happy? Because you don't belong to the world. So there's nothing in the world that can satisfy you. So that's why these Hebrew boys is like, we got to depend on God. We do it our way, it's not going to last. But his way is the best way. And God wants your best over what's just good. He wants what's best for you. Verse 21. And it says, and Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. What do I take away from that? That we can be doing all this work, all this preparation, go through all of it, and then we see here that Daniel still had work to do. Right? A lot of times we're like, I made it now. I'm good. I put in that work. Time to kick on my feet, right? I'm time to chill. It says that he remained there. As we continue to go into the book of Daniel, we'll see that there was all this time that passed by, and Daniel like, hey, hold on, God. I thought that uh, we was about to... Uh. <laughs> right? And so in our lives, we can be like that. We can... Okay, Lord, I've, I've done what you've asked. So uh, now I need you to move. God is God. God moves at his own time. But God gives us his Holy Spirit who allow us to be content regardless of the circumstances. The Holy Spirit who gives us peace, joy, unspeakable joy. Right? Understanding that we can't comprehend. How are you going through that in your life right now? If y'all knew what was going on in my life right now, personally, I'm like, how you get up there and preach like that? Because I know who I belong to. And I know that this is not what's it. This is not it. After, after this, there's an after party that I'm trying to get to that won't compare. Like, this ain't going to compare to what God has in store for me. So in our lives, all of you here understand that you still have work to do. And so knowledge versus wisdom. Knowledge versus wisdom. Like the Hebrew boys, their knowledge didn't just stay there. It was their wisdom. It was they, they, because of the information that they, that they, during those three years, they applied it. So when time was, cut, when uh, Nebuchadnezzar brought them in front, it was time to go. It was time to apply all that information. And because of that, it says that they entered the king's service. Now, right, they went from here to here, just like Joseph, right, who was sold into slavery, and then all of a sudden God put him here. In your life right now, you might be here, and God's like, don't worry, don't worry. I got you. But even if I keep you here, I still got you. I still got you. I remember being here, and I'm sitting here, God just, opportunity still open, God still open the doors. Because he's like, I, I love you. And this is what's best for you right now. Sometimes we can't understand that. That's why we got to stay close to the text and read it and, st- and allow it to get into us. Because the, the more we get the word into us, 
situations pop off, we can walk through it. And we're going to see in this text on Daniel, if this looking at us as believers, coronavirus, whatever it may be, God has us. God has us. So as we come to a close, preparation before presentation. Preparation before presentation. Ask yourself, ask God, what are you preparing me for? What do you have next in my life? doesn't matter what level, how, what your age is, God is preparing you for something in your life. Amen? Amen. 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 God bless you.